As most of you are aware, our Viking nation is going through a difficult period of hurt. With the passing of Bev Chateau, we not only lost someone who had been an excellent teacher and school administrator, she had been a true friend of the Vikings. With that in mind, Brian and I dedicate this episode of Viking 360 to the memory of Bev Chateau. Our thoughts, our prayers are with her family. If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. This week, we touch all the bases. We sit down with two-time state champion track star Allison Fields, Lady Vikings softball head coach Ken Swisher, former Viking baseball standout Anthony Jarvis, current Viking shortstop and soccer standout Brody Boyce, and Lady Vikings sharpshooter on the basketball side, Caitlin Sarver, along with Ty Johnson. We'll start things off with a interview that was conducted a couple of weeks ago at the end of the boys basketball season with Viking head coach Luke Parsons. Welcome back inside Viking 360 joined now by Viking head coach Luke Parsons and coach first of all congratulations on a really good year. I know it didn't end the way that you wanted it to but uh, it was a fun year and a fun group. Yeah well it was fun year. Um, It didn't you know it sucks that it had to end the way it did at home um, to a team that we have beaten and, and probably should have beaten but just wasn't our night and uh but you know tip your hat off to those those kids and especially their seniors they they fought all year long and played one of the toughest schedules they've they've ever faced in high school coach if you told me after three games at the beginning of the year we would have had been a 10 win basket or 12 win basketball team rather a probably would have told you you were nuts we weren't playing great at the point at that point uh early on in the season i think with uh, the seniors we all expected them to come out uh maybe have a faster start than what we got off to but talk about the growth of these seniors and their ability to, to come together as a group and uh really drag the younger guys along with them and teach them uh what it meant to win how to win all those good things that are going to pay off uh, in your program over the next few years? Yeah, I think early on, you know, there's a couple that, that didn't play varsity last year, didn't get very many minutes, and they were just trying to find their role. And once once they found what their role was and and what we expected out of them with that role, they uh, they, they played really well, and they played well together. Um, when, they, when they were making shots and playing hard defense, they were having fun, smiling, giving high fives, and, and that's what it's all about. Talk about that mindset, Coach Defense. That's that's really where uh, you begin and end as a head coach. Uh, you you really put a big uh, emphasis on playing defense, and really that turns into offense for you on the other end. And it really showed itself in the middle of the season. You guys, was, you mentioned it, were playing some great defense. Shots were falling. You were getting run-out baskets. Um, Ty was doing what Ty does. Uh, but talk about that defensive mindset. How, how difficult is it in the day and age – where you see kids uh, watch games where 
uh, NBA games where they're firing three after three. College games, uh, you don't see a ton of defense uh, with a lot of teams. And you're trying to convince 15, 16, 17-year-old kids to play defense. How difficult can that be sometimes? Well, you know, it, it, it's hard sometimes, you know, especially with these with these young guys. Um, it's hard. You know, they, they've really never had to play defense before. Um, a lot of them, they just run and gun, and, and hopefully people miss shots. And when you get to the high school level, especially the varsity level, people can make shots. And you have to, you know, be able to defend and understand where we want that ball to go on the defensive end. It's not just playing defense, but how we play defense that, that matters. And but when you got Jacob Foudy and you got Ty in the middle and you got Carter and Robertson and Tobias, all five of them, they they were with Coach Mullins and I, and so they understood what you know what we wanted out of the defensive end and how hard we wanted to play defense. And um, one you know once Foudy started it on defensive end, you know if, if we were rolling and they always wanted to press, 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 it's hard to press the varsity team, um, especially good ones. So you know we couldn't press, but. You know, once they found their niche and got where they needed to be, then, you know, we made it tough on teams, and, and they loved it. Coach, you hear the adage, defense travels. You hear it in every sport. Uh, you got to feel like at some point, uh, as your program grows and as the culture of your program grows, shots don't always fall. Uh, you're going to have off nights shooting the basketball. But, man, you roll the ball out. You should. It's an effort thing. You should be able to play defense. And I feel like uh, for you and your program, that eventually is going to find you in the Civic Center if if your kids continue to to buy into the defensive end like this group did. Yeah, it, it, it's a mindset. You know, it's whether you want to do it or you don't want to do it. Um, you know, and, and it's got to happen every day in practice. You have to practice with that mindset. Um, you have to practice defense, and you have to practice playing hard defense. And when you do that, you're going to see things happen that you're like, well, I didn't think that could happen. And so, you know, with these guys, and they did, you saw it in practice sometimes where they were playing the younger guys or playing that second team, and that second team couldn't get a shot off. They couldn't get the ball, you know, in the middle of the floor. And that's what we asked them to do. And so, you know, and that once they saw what they were doing was working and keeping teams that were normally scoring 70, 80 points to – 40s and 50 points you know and that, that's where we got to have it especially with this group I mean we couldn't score 80 points a night that's just not the way the way we were built so um you know that, that was our goal was to keep teams in in the low 50s mid 50s and then we had a shot what an unselfish group of seniors you had coach uh when you look at um you talk about their defined roles and it was very evident uh, what their defined roles were, uh, and they did their best in an, on a nightly basis to to fill that role. And whether it be Maximus doing what he does in practice or keeping guys energized on the bench uh, during the game, coming in, giving a few minutes, Jacob Foudy just being Jacob Foudy, uh, being that defensive guy that uh, uh, we're all going to miss. You got uh, Tobias knocking down shots from the perimeter. You got Carter Casto being athletic all over the floor. You got Isaac Robertson doing things that don't always make the box score, but then he makes winning plays. You got Ty um, just putting up magnificent numbers. What does that teach these younger guys that are coming up that, that those guys uh, could have been selfish and could have been me guys, mm-hmm. but they were team guys? Uh, that has to help uh, these young guys coming up and in, in the future uh, for Viking basketball. Yeah, it could have. I mean, Ty and Tobias, they, they they could have been selfish if they wanted to. I mean, Ty, Ty could have probably scored as many points as he wanted to. Um, 
want the ball every time, bring the ball up the floor. You know, he, he could have done, and, and he was 17 points away from 1,000 points. He could have just took the last three games and got his 1,000 points and went home. But that's not what he wanted to do. You know, he wanted to win a game. And, and he knew that everybody else had to be part of it. And so he he made that happen. The same thing with Tobias. I mean, he could have came down the floor and shot it 30 times a game. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have been mad at him, you know, and but but he didn't, you know. He he played what he was supposed to do and, and played the game the right way, and they all did. And hopefully, those young guys will see that in time um, as they as they start playing. That you know, it's just not all about me getting points and me doing this because when it's over, it's over. I mean, you know, the goal should be get to the state tournament some way somehow, and it, it's going it's going to take a team effort. Um, you're not going to see a team in a state tournament that's just got one good player and that does everything. It's going to take a team effort. And hopefully they learn that from these seniors, um, just the way they played, the way they handled themselves um, on and off the floor. Coach, as you shift your um, vision towards next year, you got some talent coming, but you're very inexperienced. Um, yep. It's going to test your patience next year, isn't it? It's uh, you. They're great kids. Uh, you got a great yep. group of kids coming, just like the the group that you just lost were great. Um, but it is going to be a, an adjustment period for Viking basketball and and getting some experience. You'll probably take a few bloody noses early on. Yeah, it, you know it, it will. It's going it's going to be different. We're going to be real young. Um, we got some juniors coming back that will be seniors that haven't touched the floor at the varsity level. I mean, there's only one junior, uh, maybe two, that that got any minutes this year um, at the varsity level. And then um, we got a few sophomores, in it, and then the rest of them were the freshman team this year, which which did well. But, you know, we're going to have a good mixture of, of different ages in there. And, you know, what we're going to throw all the chips in, and what, however it shakes out, that's, you know, our best five is going to be on the floor. Um, always said that from the beginning. It might be a sophomore, it might be junior, it might be a sen- five seniors again. I don't know. You know that, that's all going. T- time will tell. But um, you know, if as long as these kids come in and work hard at, this summer and in, in the fall and and buy into what we're asking them to do, then you know we'll be okay. You know, everything's changing next year with the seedings and the schedule and the, all that good stuff. So we're gonna play teams that we haven't played uh, for a long, long time. Um, so, you know, everything's going to change, and no one knows what's, what the future holds. Coach, you've been very gracious all season long, and I'm not going to bother you again until uh, November, maybe uh, sometime in that time frame. But uh, congratulations on a great season, you and your staff and, and your team, and uh, we look forward to Viking basketball in the future. Yeah, and I, I just want to thank, you know, you and Jeff for doing everything, Rube for announcing every game, being the way games, filling in for you guys, and and all the fans, you know. And they they came out and they supported us, um, even when we weren't we weren't doing so hot. But you know we got together and and our home games were phenomenal this year. I mean the 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 uh, gym was packed, um, student section was there. Uh, Miss Chateau allowed them to get in some games free for with wearing t shirt. You know we we really appreciate that um, as, as a as coach and as the players on the floor. They they love seeing all those people there and. You know, it probably helped us a couple of games. Get, you get some wins at wins at home, um, and uh, you know, I just want to thank and the people that listen. You know, we we appreciate you, all the people that sponsored stuff, a golf tournament, signs in the gym, anybody that gave any money to to the team. You know, we appreciate it. We use it wisely, and um, we we just can't thank this community enough 
every sport at the high school. Can't thank this community enough for supporting the high school and the kids and the athletes um, that come through. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by, I guess we got to call him former Viking. Just finished his Viking career at Ripley High School. And what a great one he had, Ty Johnson. Ty, thanks for being with me, buddy. Thanks for having me, Brian. Ty, man, has it hit you yet? I know a lot's been going on with all of this quarantine stuff and the virus going around. And it seems like basketball season just ended. And, man, how life has changed for you uh, over the last month or so. Uh, has it hit you that your Viking career is over with? Uh, yeah, it uh, hit me about two, three weeks after our last game. And then I kind of just realized that I, don't, that, that I won't be playing for Ripley High School anymore. What, what did your senior year mean to you? I know I talked to you at the beginning of the year, and you talked in terms of – losing half of your junior year due to that wrist injury uh, and just how you didn't take it for granted anymore and just and what it actually meant to you to be out there on the floor and be able to lace it up with your teammates. Yeah, it meant everything to me, but we didn't get where I wanted to be. And uh, I just left it all out there. Man, you did that. I mean, you played 80 games in your career at Ripley. Uh, you averaged 12.3 points per game, uh, obviously – uh, averaged up uh, near 20 this year, I believe. You had 982 career points. You leave the school as the all-time rebounding leader, the all-time block leader based on modern stats. I mean, you put up just impressive numbers. And a lot of nights you were drawing double and triple teams. So, you know, talk about that, man. I mean, I know, I know you guys uh, didn't reach, you know, what you wanted to as a team and those team goals. But personally – you have to walk away from your career feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, uh, I do feel good about that. But it's funny how you mentioned the blocks and the rebounds. And I actually remember going to the basketball banquet when Luke Leahy was a senior, and, and I told him that that, that I was going to beat his two blocking uh, rebound record. And <laughs> you got it. You even you even beat the defensive rebounding record as well. You ended up with 464 defensive rebounds, 661 total rebounds overall. And uh, 167 blocks. So you, you really kind of obliterated those records, man. I mean, that's something I know you can uh, probably give him some grief about now. Yeah, they're just something that I set myself out to do once I got into high school. Ty, talk about uh, your brothers, man. Uh, your older brother right now uh, playing at the college level. You're headed in that direction. Your younger brother has a bright future. Uh, talk about the three of you guys and, and just what it means to you personally to have that basketball bond uh, and, and that brotherhood. Uh, we're just really competitive all around. And, I mean, I mean, that's all we do is play basketball. That's everything to us. I know. I noticed you and your brother had a lot of back and forth during games when you guys were on the floor together. Uh, how much of that was, was you just trying to grow him up a little bit and say, hey, you're, you know – you're not always going to be the most dominant guy on the floor right now. Uh, you got to work for it. And it seemed like uh, as the season went on, uh, the more you pushed and pulled him, the more he improved, the more he grew up. Uh, and you started to see some great strides out of Luke. Yeah, uh, I'd say about 95% of it was trying to get me to help him grow up as a player. And then the other five, I was just – I don't just tell him to 
<laughs> just bro- it was just brotherly love. Right? <laughs> so I know you got a big decision ahead of you now, and I know nothing uh, has been decided. Uh, but talk about the next step for you. I know you're going to go to college and play. How excited are you to have that opportunity? Uh, I can't wait. I'm. I just. I just can't wait to do it. It's, it's just always been a dream of mine to do it. I know, I know you're a gym rat, uh, just like your brothers are. What have you guys been doing during this uh, month-long quarantine where uh, everybody's kind of stuck at home? Are you playing a lot of hoops outside? Yeah, we have. Uh, I know the, the weather's been a little bit better to, to maybe allow you to do that. Yeah, we've been doing that a, a lot. Cause, I mean, I mean, like, it's all we do. I mean, we just play when we can. Well, Ty, thanks a lot for the time, buddy. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best. We're going to keep in contact with you and obviously keep track of uh, where you go and what you do. And we wish you nothing but the best of luck in your selection of where you go to college. Uh, we know you'll do great things, man. We appreciate what you did here in the blue and white. All right. Thank you. We're talking with Lady Viking senior Caitlin Sarver and Kalen, the basketball season came to a rather uh, abrupt halt right in the middle of the state tournament, but still, you had some postseason honors uh, come your way. So, uh, reflect back a little bit, if you will, on on your season uh, as a senior with the Lady Vikings. It was definitely a season that I'm going to remember. I enjoyed every moment. Um, it went behind so fast, but I made such strong friendships and memories with my best friends and I really just count them as my second family and I'll really miss them a lot. And uh, congratulations on earning a special honorable mention on the All-State team. Thank you. So, uh, Caitlin, tell us a little bit about how this uh, abrupt halt, what uh, uh, impact has that had on you as an athlete and, and as a um, senior at, at Ripley High? Oh, it's definitely a weird situation that I've never seen before. But um, I just kind of, of course, I stayed home. I've got my homework, got all that done. But um, it's weird. Usually, you know, going to school, you get to see all your friends. You're not getting to see your friends now. You don't really get to interact with anyone or go do anything. So, um, Mom and I have kind of stayed active. We played tennis a lot recently. Just kind of try to get outside to keep ourselves busy in this weird situation. And, uh, Caitlin, when I talked to you last, you uh, were planning to uh, attend Fairmont State in the fall. Uh, are those plans uh, still intact? Yes. Um, finally starting to schedule classes and get everything rolling. So, it's really starting to become real and I'm getting close to going off to college I guess. (laughs) Kaylin have you thought about uh, things that uh, may or may not uh, transpire from here on in such as uh, uh, graduation and baccalaureate and all those uh, neat events that seniors uh, proceed through? Yeah it's kind of things for us but I think I definitely think the principals are doing everything that they possibly can do which I really appreciate, and as far as I know, we are having like the normal graduation ceremony and all that, but it's just going to be pushed back, which I'd rather do that, you know, than something like online or something, so I really appreciate them doing all they can do so we can have things as normal as possible. 
Caitlin, thank you so much for talking with me, and congratulations on your basketball honors, and, and good luck at, at Fairmont State. Thank you. All right, welcome back to Viking 360. I'm joined now by Viking Senior. He was a soccer standout. He played Viking football this year and uh, expected to do the same on the baseball diamond for the Vikings uh, this upcoming season. But as we all know, there's uh, been a halt put on that for now as Brody Boyce joins me. Brody, thanks for taking the time uh, being with me, man. I know this has probably been uh, – emotionally a tough time for you with uh, baseball season uh, being put on the back burner right now with all that's going on in the world but what are you doing now to to stay positive and stay ready and and hopeful that uh, we'll get uh, some form of a baseball season before it's all said and done I've been working out when I can going to the middle school field and swinging taking some ground balls and pitching some but just doing as much as I can to stay in shape and hopefully when season picks back up, be the best it can be. Well, it's really been a, obviously a serious uh, issue in the United States and the world, really, all that's going on with this uh, COVID-19 virus. What's it been like uh, for you, man? I mean, for a guy who's used to getting up and going to school every day and you got baseball practice and whatever practice uh, that you would be involved in following school, uh, now you're you're pretty well relegated to the house outside of the little time you get to get out there and, and work on your swing a little bit. Just emotionally, uh, from a personal standpoint, what's it been like for you? Well, yeah, my uh, lifestyle has changed a lot. I've been sleeping in too long, staying up too late. But, yeah, um, I'm used to getting up early, going to school, then going to work, and then right back at baseball. So, yeah, this is changing everything pretty drastically but I'm trying not to look at that I'm trying to stay positive and hope for the best of all this and hopefully we get some baseball and school starts back up and all that you guys uh got to practice a little bit I think maybe you got a scrimmage in or may maybe this was all this hit right before the scrimmage uh what kind of a feel did you get out of your team from those few weeks of practice that you guys got before everything was halted I felt really confident in our team. I felt that we would have a shot like we did last year and my freshman year. I felt we were going to be really strong hitting and defensively. Maybe uh, struggle to find our ace, but we had a few good pitchers that could definitely help us get some wins. But, yeah, I felt really good about our team. And I feel that we're going to be even better whenever this stops and we can get back playing you look at uh, what you've been able to do in your career uh, you've been outstanding um, when you look at Viking baseball we always seem to have that great shortstop the guy uh, that you really can't seem to hit it by uh, you can look back through the years and, and several of those guys uh, you could name off if you wanted to but you're at the top of that list too man uh, watching you through your career you probably uh, as smooth of a fielder, you and Chris Jordan really stick out to me. Uh, if they hit it in your direction, it's nearly impossible to get it by you. Uh, you play the deep hole towards third very well. You have a strong arm. Uh, 
uh, and you make tough plays look routine. What what do you attribute that to? I mean, I'm, I played a little bit of shortstop when I was uh, playing baseball, and I was nowhere near as good as you. I know how hard that uh, position is. Uh, what do you attribute uh, your ability to make those tough plays look so easy? Um, I think it's just like the constant reps and like the hard work that I do put in. But I always tried to mimic CJ whenever I was little. And I just kind of carried that over into now. And I'm just trying to be as good as him or better. But, yeah, uh, I say it's just like the constant reps and just knowing my ability and my athleticism and just just testing it and see if I can make plays. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm just short, but you got to try. You got to try. Now, when you look past uh, your senior year, once you graduate, hopefully we get a, a, a few regular season games in, maybe jump into some postseason and maybe make a run at the state championship. What would that mean to you uh, as a senior to go out on top or to have an opportunity to go out on top? Uh, that would be pretty good, I think, to go out on top. And hopefully we do get that. And hopefully we can – show everyone that this this back set that we have uh, didn't affect us as much as it seems that affected everyone else. So, yeah, hopefully we can get out there and win like we should and just play our best and play as hard as we can. Either way, uh, however the season unfolds for you, you have plans to play at the next level right now. Do you have any idea um, – where you'd like to go or have you made that decision or are you just uh, still a good ways away from uh, figuring out what you want to do at the next level? I'm not sure where I'm going yet, but I got a couple of schools looking at me and uh, in contact with a couple of schools right now. But right now I'm not set anywhere or made my mind up 100% where I'm going. Brody, uh, thanks for the time, man. And we hope to, to catch up with you uh, here in a few weeks uh, once you got a few games under your belt and we can talk a little baseball and not talk so much about what ifs, but talk about uh, uh, some of your base hits and some of your great fielding plays and uh, some of the uh, great games hopefully your Viking team's going to have in front of them. But thanks for the time, buddy. We look forward to catching up with you again and best of luck in the future. Thank you. I'm talking on the Viking 360 with one of the most feared hitters to ever wear the Ripley Viking baseball uniform, Anthony Jarvis. Anthony, thanks for uh, joining us. Drew. Yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what's going on, the, the life and times of uh, Anthony Jarvis. I know uh, you were playing in college down in Kentucky and you had a rather abrupt end uh, to your sophomore season. Uh, yeah, I mean, life of Anthony Jarvis is kind of boring right now when the only thing he really does is got kind of put out of business because all this, but he's just trying to make the best of it. And you were telling me at least one thing you're doing is uh, playing playing a, an occasional game of uh, home run derby on the local fields. Oh, yeah, you got you to know that missing baseball so much, all of us are trying to find something to do with baseball. we got to hit, we got to go throw. We're kind of tired of playing video games. Got to get out there and actually play baseball. <laughs> Anthony, uh, how was your season going uh, down at Alice Lloyd? Uh, uh, were you having having a good year? 
You know, I can't complain coming back from uh, not playing and just starting up again. We were rolling. We are pretty hot. Had a good team. And I was just really excited to be back out there playing again and, you know, actually playing baseball and not have to sit on the sidelines and watch my team play. But it kind of wasn't the best because, I mean, so we got a really good team this year. We were rolling and ready to go out. And it's just. I mean, and not for, just for me, but for everybody that plays. I mean, we get really, really excited for the spring, and then just out of nowhere like that, just kind of shocks you. Kind of makes you step back and makes you not take things for granted. Uh, Anthony, I, I know that uh, Alice Lloyd College is located uh, in Kentucky, but there are quite a few West Virginia players who are teammates of yours. Oh uh, yes, we got a we got a bunch of boys from uh, Logan and Chapmanville, which. Kind of weird going down there, going from playing all them guys and being, you know, a good rivalry between us and uh, Chandlerville and Logan. And going down there, now we got some good West Virginia boys on the team playing. It's nice to feel like I'm not far away from home, but I still got guys from back home to play with. Anthony, uh, do you, what are your plans now? Uh, I know there's uh, much is up in the air now, but uh, what are you, or your plans uh, for the remainder uh, of uh, the spring and the summer? You know, I mean, with things going and everything up in the air, it's kind of, we got to take ourselves day by day and just do what we can do any chance that get. Me and buddies can go out, play some baseball. I can, you know, work out at home, head off the tee. Just take time to kind of work on the front of us because you really ain't going to have that much stuff to do to work on stuff like that. But you just kind of got to stay busy. And you, your mind's off of it now, but you got to know that when we get back, Hopefully, whenever all this ends, we can get back right into it, and you're going to have to be ready for that. So I'm just trying to stay prepared. All right, we've been talking with uh, former Viking baseball All-Stater, Anthony Jarvis. AJ, thank you very much. Thank you, Rube. All right, I'm talking here with... Lady Viking softball coach uh, Ken Swisher and Ken, I know you, like anyone else involved with uh, sports, have been uh, disappointed by the uh, the current events that are happening in the world today. Just tell us a little bit about what that's like uh, from a coaching standpoint. Well, from a coaching standpoint, uh, you build uh, towards your season and you spend a lot of time on your off season and stuff. And you get right to the point where you're ready to start, and, and you're you're fired up, you're ready to go. And uh, our kids have, have spent numerous hours preparing themselves for this, and then all of a sudden you have to the rug pulled out from under you, and uh, and that cancellation is you know it's all that. Uh, that's right. Uh, that's they've the right thing. But at, the, at the same time, it's hard to tell these young ladies uh, as Coach, uh, let's talk about that just a little bit. If you had your druthers, uh, how would things go from here if we're able to do any time, uh, type of continuation of the of the current season? 
Well, we have prepared our students, our players, for, for this. And I think within a week, uh, I would be ready to go with regular games. Uh, I know some people would think that you might need longer, but our kids aren't sitting around. They're, they're out doing things, and, and, you know, the weather's been good, and, and uh, they're not out of shape. So if, if they would give us a go for about three weeks or so, Coach, uh, looking at what, at who you had coming back, uh, what were your thoughts on the prospects for the Lady Viking softball team this this season? Well, we uh, we have one senior, and she is outstanding. She's a she's a leader. She's a go getter, and she was she was already doing her job when we were ready to start. And uh, the junior group right behind her is is a loaded group as far as talent. They uh, they uh, can uh, they can do a lot of things. They're, they're strong pitching, strong hitting, strong arms, and uh, we have uh, a young young freshman group coming in there, uh, pushing these girls to, to keep their positions. And uh, I was very pleased with what I've seen out of some around uh, fifteen players that we are as strong as we can Wow in all positions, and uh, I was really looking forward to this to see what these kids could accomplish. Coach, just one final comment. This was also going to be uh, a special time of the year for you as uh, you were selected for induction in the Viking Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, congratulations on that. Well, thank you, Mike. I, uh, I've been blessed. I uh, grew up in Ripley here and uh, played baseball all my life. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that you, you wonder if it will ever happen to you. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, they notified me a while back, and I was really looking forward to that. And, and uh, um, I was going to uh, say how blessed I was with the guys that I've played with in the past. And uh, those guys made me... Uh, All right, we've been talking with Lady Viking softball coach Ken Swisher. Coach, take care. All right, thank you, Mike. All right, welcome back. It's Have Viking 360. I'm joined now by uh, a standout in track and field, a senior, uh, two-time state champion, Allison Fields. Allison, thanks for being with me. Thank you for having me. So your senior year, track-wise and school-wise, is not really unfolding the way I'm sure that you had uh, expected or hoped otherwise, but uh, it's been a crazy time, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, we were, it was close. <laughs> we had only been through, what, two weeks of practice, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think a couple of weeks, and uh, you, track and field and baseball, uh, you guys were just getting really close to being able to, to start your seasons, yeah. and then everything got shut down. Yeah, yeah. What, what has it been like to be a part of this team? Uh, you've been a, a big part of it, a very important key part of, of the success of Lady Viking track and field team. Thank you. Uh, what's it been like for you to be a part of that? 
Oh my gosh. It's one of the best things I've done in my life. I mean, I think 30 years down the road, um, this definitely has changed me in so many ways. I've become a better leader through it and I've built so many relationships. All of my best friends I've met through track. Um, I mean, this is just the best years of my life have been spent in track and those when that's where I've made the best memories of my life. And yeah, it's just going to be the highlight of my whole life. I feel like, you know, I, I'm, I'm really struck by you guys. Every time I get a chance to interview you or Tori or any other girls um, that are, have been involved with this, you guys are so down to earth and you're so grounded in the fact that you realize what these accomplishments are. You mentioned just a moment ago, 30 years from now, uh, these are accomplishments that can never be taken away from you. And these are accomplishments that, like you said, 30 years from now, school's probably inviting you guys back and, and honoring you at a football game or whatever, whatever the case may be right. uh, in all of your accomplishments. I think that has a lot to do with your all success, not just your physical talents and, and, and the talents that God bless you guys with, but uh, your ability to, to compartmentalize it all and, and to be, uh, be in the moment. I know. And that's, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're standing on the podium at the state meet and you're like, oh my gosh, like only one person gets to win this event. Like that's me. Like you just don't feel like it's real until like afterwards. You're just like, oh yeah, I did that. Like I've talked to my mom before and she's like, I don't even know. Like my daughter's a state champion. Like how cool is that? Like not a lot of people get to say that, you know? That's very true. And and you look at uh, being a part of a team, but it's also somewhat of an individual sport as well explain the dynamic of that I yeah so track is kind of weird because it is like qualified as like a team sport you know because you're you're trying to get points for your team but it's not like you have I mean I guess you have relays those are like the most team thing you know but um, right I don't know I do a lot of individual events as well the 100 200 and I did the 400 last year and you got to think to yourself like, Hey, it's okay. No one's going to like, everyone's going to be proud of you no matter how well you do, but you got to do the best that you can do, you know? Um, right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think in last year's meet, you were you in four or five events and you finished top two in all of them. I was in four events and I got first in the 100 meter dash second in the 200 and 400 dash. And then the four by four got first. What what is it uh, about uh, track and field? You know, everybody can run, but not everybody can run like you. <laughs> you I don't know, know, that's, that's I, the crazy thing. I don't know. It has to be genetic. That's what I always tell my friends because I'm honestly not a super like go at it. Like I'm I'm a competitive person on the inside. Like I won't show it whenever I'm like at practice. But like whenever I'm like on the line at the meet, like I will will do anything to win. That's how I like that's literally my mindset. Like it's so weird because on the inside, like I'm not that competitive. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's you, weird. You, you kind of strike me as as someone that uh, I will compare you to a Luke Lehu, uh and how fun loving and, and how much fun he was off the court. And, and just kind of seemed uh, not to get too excited yeah. about anything. But, man, when he got between the lines, he was an absolute competitor. And I get the same feeling that you're a little bit that way, too. Yes, I definitely feel like that. Because whenever I'm at practice, I'm like, you know, you got girls, you know, we can just do the best that we can do, and that's that. And then whenever it comes to the time, you're like, you know, the best I can do is to win this event right now. Like, I know I can win. You just have to have 
you know, confidence that you can do it. But so in these uncertain times right now, we're not real sure. We're, we're hopeful that, that maybe you guys will get a shortened season. What are you doing to stay ready? Um, you know, I live in Evans and I've been going over to the Evans track, uh, just at the elementary school running a little bit, just trying to keep in shape, you know, all the gyms are closed. So it's not like I can, and I don't have an at home gym or anything, but just doing some workouts, leg workouts, cardio, stuff like that, just to, you know, keep up my endurance and stuff. Now, do you have plans to uh, run at the next level? I do not actually. I've had a couple offers, but I think I plan on being um, an optometrist later in my life. So I'll be doing like medical school and stuff like that. And I just don't know if I could be a student athlete. I, it's, a, <laughs> it's a hard job. I don't know how those people do it. The great thing about running is you don't need a, a team to do it. It, it. Later in life, if you want to run and, and you want to stay healthy, you can always do that. And I'm sure yes. that'll always be a part of your yes, life. Yes, for sure. Like I always want to stay active and running. Like that's a big, huge part of my life. So I, I'll definitely never leave running. So Now, as far as... Uh, school is concerned. I know you're a really good student. Um, and I've heard uh, a lot of good things about you in the classroom. Uh, what's it like doing school at home and, and, and the uncertainty of knowing, is there going to be a graduation? Yeah. You know, are we going to be able to have our uh, typical uh, senior events? I know that's got to be somewhat difficult. For it you. is so difficult. Like, that's what I think to myself. You know, I'm a class of 2020. In February, I was looking so forward to prom and graduation, all these highlights of my life. And then a few weeks later, like, oh, my gosh, it's, you're very uncertain about it. You know, um, I got an email from Mr. Haskins, like he sent it to the whole class, I believe, um, saying that prom and graduation haven't been canceled. But, you know, they're going to obviously be postponed for a later date. Hopefully, I think myself and all my classmates would rather just wait and wait, wait, wait until we can have an in-person graduation even if we do have to sit six feet apart on the football field and only have two guests, you know, we'd rather have that than just like some online graduation where they just send you your diploma in the mail. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's something you've earned. That's something you've looked forward to your whole life. So we'll hope and pray that, that all that happens. Allison, we'll, we'll stay hopeful that you guys will get a little bit of a track season and you guys will be able to defend your state championship if you don't, you really walk out of here with your head high. You've accomplished a lot. Uh, we appreciate the Viking Nation appreciates what you guys have done uh, for the Viking track track and field team and uh, also in the classroom. And we wish you nothing but the Thank best. Thank you so much. As mentioned earlier, episode 54 is dedicated in memory to our principal and our friend, the late Bev Chateau. Here's a short clip of what being the leader of Viking Nation meant to Bev. Stay strong, Viking Nation. We'll get through this together. We are blessed with kids that do the right thing, that know that they're representing a team. It's not about me. It's not about them as an individual, but it's about the sport. We also have coaches that instill that. We have parents that instill that. And I'm... Again, it's one of those things that I think makes my job easier being at a school like Ripley as opposed to lots of other places. 